Hello, lovers. Welcome to Happy Endings with Ashley Lynn. Sitting across from the one and only Abby Zoigner. Hello. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> that was better, that was um, You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, what do you want to know? Who are you? What uh, do you do? That's a big question. I feel like um, Kat from Euphoria right now. Yeah. And uh, like- my name's Abby. I'm from Cary. I used to work in journalism, and now I don't. Cool. Which is a long story that we could go into at Maybe some point. Maybe we might today. <laughs> we never know what this is going to... Uh, and I currently manage a small business in Raleigh. Woman-owned. Woman-owned, and then I also have a small business of my own. I'm a woodworker slash jewelry maker slash... All the things. The creator of things. The witchy craft vibes. That's what you, <laughs> that's what you give off. It's uh, follow her on Instagram, mutually assured construction. Literally yeah. obsessed with that. Well, I thought of that before, you know, like kind of poking fun at the Cold War, and now we might go into a second one. So Yikes. that makes me feel it didn't age well. And it that's didn't okay. age well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess Abby and I met uh, freshman year, Carrie High, go Imps. Did we meet at soccer tryouts? Yeah, soccer tryouts. Yeah. Um, you slide tackled the shit out of me, and I slide tackled the shit out of you. Besties <laughs> from the jump, honestly. Okay, there you go. Um, and you had a much better high school soccer experience than I did. Um, oh, I didn't tear things. Yeah, so that was helpful. Definitely. Um, we never played travel together, which was kind of crazy. Be- but I guess I was only on triangle for one year. I, I hopped around for I sure. hopped around a lot, too. I think I we kind of missed each yeah, other. Yeah, Wake FC, and then Castle, of course. Yeah, I left Castle after Challenge. When I went to Classic, it was... Triangle Football, right? I did Triangle Football Club, mm-hmm. and then I did... Did you What is now NCFC. Yeah, it's no, it's crazy. There's so many different things. Yeah. Um, and then we took some time apart to work on ourselves, and now we're back, and I literally want to see you every single day. <laughs> every week so that's why we're talking about boundaries (laughs) um before we hop in just want to kind of give a trigger warning listener warning uh we'll definitely be talking about hard topics Mm -hmm. probably cry i mean i definitely will just i feel like i'm uh stoic today yeah so i might make it good i'm saying that and then I'm definitely. I just cry had a really draining day myself. at work, so I think it's gonna yeah. just be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that compounded with like emotional subjects. So yep. yeah, just wanna if you don't wanna listen to this, then like peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's hop into it. We're talking about boundaries mm-hmm. and the importance of them, and the difference between what that looks like for family members, friendships, romantic mm-hmm. relationships. Um, we don't have all the answers, but like we're gonna. I know, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, am I going to sound like I'm, like, trying to therapize people? No. I have no expertise in yeah. this. That's just what has worked this is for just, me. Yeah, this is just us talking about, like, what 25-year-olds do to, yeah. like, get through the day. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got a list of questions, and if we get to them, cool. And if not, that's okay. Like, obviously, wherever the conversation takes us, awesome. Mm-hmm. So, number one. What's the most helpful boundary you have for friendships? Uh, well, this is this is such a good topic for us specifically yeah. because I think that when we were good friends in high school, I mean, 
personally, I was not good at setting boundaries. I don't no. think either one of us was. Yeah. And so I think that, like, coming back together after all these years and being suddenly, like, appreciative of boundaries and mm-hmm. respectful of them yeah. on both sides is, like, it's new and it makes a difference in friendships. And I think that's a big reason why we have... Yeah been able to come back stronger well and I think there's less of this urgency of like let's like make all the memories and do Mm -hmm. everything together and even though we've got school and soccer like we're still gonna see each other five times a week which is like yeah I guess like it's okay to be obsessed with your friends and that's kind of what everybody's doing at 17 but it also then ends very like just aggressively burn fast yeah like yeah, burning the candle from both ends. I guess yeah. Is what I'm trying well, to say. and then there's just like this. There's always a huge blow up. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't have to be. If you're like that aggressively passionate about something, you can't end it, or even like Calmly. back away from yeah. it. You know, like like reduce. It's not possible. So I'm really glad you said that because I think the best thing that I have learned in friendships is obsessive love in a platonic relationship is, like, it's not healthy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I mean, like, there, there's a difference between, like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with you because you're a wonderful person and I care about you. Yeah. And then being, like, I'm obsessed with you and I must do everything I can to please you and make sure yes. that you love me and mm-hmm. I'm going to change myself to be yeah. the person that I think you want me to be or the person that I think I should be to match your energy or mm-hmm. whatever rather than just... Being friends because you like each other. Well, and then I think that goes into the, like, feelings portion of, like, you make me feel good. You make me feel loved. Mm -hmm. You make me feel like I'm on top of the world. But if that's all that your relationship is, Mm -hmm. it's going to fizzle out. And And you're going to get addicted to that feeling. And that's why you hop around to friends and that kind of thing. And then if you don't get that feedback for, like, one day, especially as a teenager, you're Mm -hmm. like, what did I do wrong? And that's when you start to kind or at least that's when I start to change myself because yeah. I'm like, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, I guess, I have a hard time setting boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. always have. Because my mom taught us that, like, our strongest personality trait had to be like how big our heart was or like mm-hmm. how much we can love people because we have that capacity. And I mean, that's her to a T. She loves so hard. She loves so good. And it's like the thing that I love most about her. But it's also something that I've had to learn that I I can't be like her. I, I can't give all of myself to somebody mm-hmm. because then I don't know who I am, like, apart from that. And so I think that would be, like, that's the biggest boundary is, like, making sure that the person or the people that I'm friends with, like, know that I love them so much, but also, like, know when to ease back or just kind of, mm-hmm. like, hey, I love you from afar because I'm dealing with something right now. And my first thought is to just drop whatever I'm feeling and do what you need from me, and I can't always be that. Mm-hmm. So, And that's something that I've really grown to appreciate about you and the person you are today is, like, for example, the other day... Ashley was having a game night and I came home from work and, you know, at that point, the 
invasion of Ukraine had just started and there was like some family stuff going on Mm -hmm. and I am somebody who has a really hard time separating myself and my emotions from the like global well-being like if there is something going on that affects me emotionally at all it like affects me yeah you just feel deeply yeah and while that is a part of myself that I love it's also fucking infuriating yeah (laughs) and um (laughs) And so that night in particular, I was just like, I don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. And then there was that part of me who was like, oh, but like I told Ashley weeks ago I yeah. would come to this. And I like, I want to be there because I want to like go and have fun. But I was also like, sometimes you need to wallow. Yeah. And I texted you. And this is, I think, a mark of how I've grown too, is I told you the truth. Yes. I wasn't like, oh, something came up. Like I told you what was going on in my head. Yeah. And you instantly were just like, I'll send food home for you. Yeah. Like there was no question. And I don't think either one of us would have been like that. No, I would have absolutely guilted you. I would have guilted you. Yeah. To be like, what do you mean? Like, just come. It's okay. You can be Mm -hmm. miserable on the couch next to me. And it would have been like, I'll cheer you up. Yes. And I would have been looking for that from you. Yeah. So this, I think, is a good segue for, I think, my biggest, like, learning point in the last few years is setting boundaries with other people is setting boundaries with yourself. Yeah. And well, and it's mostly for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I never had trouble standing up for myself when I was younger, I've, I've never had a problem with that, like, to yeah. the point that sometimes it's been, like, too much. Um. <laughs> I'm about to fight somebody. <laughs> it's come close. It's come close. Um, <laughs> I, do, I almost got in a fight in the Caring High cafeteria one time, because, like, oh my this girl gosh. was like, you splashed paint on me, and I was like, back the fuck up. Anyway. Too much. <laughs> too too much, much. Too much. But in relationships, when I finally got to a point where I was like, I am being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. or I'm being stifled, or, you know, whatever, I never had any problem being like, hey, this is happening, and it's not okay. Yes. But I did have a lot of trouble recognizing small amounts of emotional abuse from Mm -hmm. friends specifically yeah um well and it's hard because for the most part if a relationship is good you don't want to say oh no this is this is a little bit of a manipulation or this is something that's not healthy for our relationship and you're worried that if you point it out then it's going to be completely manipulative Mm -hmm. or completely abusive and my response usually when somebody was like guilting me or like was clearly unhappy with something that I had done my response was like I'm gonna get them a gift I'm gonna make them something I'm Mm -hmm. gonna do something that's gonna make them know how much I care yeah as opposed to just being like okay this is not for me anymore or even just like I don't want to say calling them out on it because I I don't like calling people out but I also hate that term where people are like call them in like that annoys me anyway (laughs) that's a little too woke for me yeah a little bit (laughs) um but like confrontation can be a good thing absolutely and every relationship in order to go to the next step needs that Mm -hmm. confrontation doesn't have to be an ugly thing it doesn't have to be big yelling screaming situation it doesn't have to be you storming into a room and saying you did this Mm -hmm. i actually my sister and i have been talking recently about something similar that um 
she learned that you can't, like, no one has the power to make you feel any certain way. Yeah, you give it to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you say, you made me feel X, that's giving them all of the power. Mm -hmm. That is, like, there is no boundary between your own emotions and their own emotions at that point. You can say, like, hey, this happened, you did this, and in turn, I felt a certain way. Yeah. But you have control to a point over your own emotions, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember where I was going with that, but... It was a good point. But listen, I'm following you. I totally agree. I think, I mean, from what you were saying before about, like, not understanding or, I guess, not recognizing mm-hmm. when, like, minor emotional things come up, that's, like, the biggest part is, like, I didn't mean to make you feel this way, but this is how you're reacting to mm-hmm. it. And so the minute that you say, you made me feel like this then our mental health and our emotions, then our, you know, the way in which we interact with other people gets intertwined and that's when it gets super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that's what Michael and I work on the most is like figuring out how to not disturb the other one's peace. That doesn't mean we don't fight. That doesn't mean that we don't have like constant discussions about things that are hard and sometimes we don't find solutions like in that conversation. But just kind of like the understanding that his actions don't have to affect me Mm -hmm. in a way that ruins my whole day. Obviously, we're married. We're connected emotionally. So that there's going to be something there if he does something that annoys me or whatever. But I think that like that's the biggest thing is like learning how do I walk through life doing my own thing but knowing that I affect other people and then choosing when I connect with those people. Right. So, okay, so talk about, like, romantic relationships. What's, yeah. uh, what's like, the most important boundary that you set in your relationship with Michael? Hmm. I think just not letting him, like, what's the saying? Stop my flow. What do you call it? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know what it just but like like kill my vibe like Mm. I think sometimes we're so I mean we're we've got a lot of similarities but we handle conflict very differently Mm -hmm. and so for me I'm like let's figure out the solution let's like let's squash this now because like I I want to love you I want to be busy loving you not busy fighting you and he's like well this is like a situation that might be deeper than what we're talking about right now so like I need to sit on this and I'm like no dude like that is something that I've had to learn is that he's setting a boundary that I have to respect that and then holding him accountable to be like, okay, did you sit on it? Now let's talk. So mm-hmm. I would say that's like something because like I, I hate the, I hate the like wallowing in self-pity situation because I'm such a fixer that mm-hmm. I'm like, no, <laughs> let me help you. Let me help you build back your self-esteem or let me like help you in this. And it's like, no, it's not my place, one. And two, it's his job to do that for himself. And if he needs help, then he'll ask. What about for you and Ben? That is a good one because I have a lot of trouble respecting that boundary when Ben sets it because I, similarly, I'm like, I need a solution now. Oh, heck I'm yeah. like, instant gratification. I'm angry. I'm going to say something. And then I want to feel better. I want this to be solved. Mm-hmm. 
And usually, like, Ben and I, I always say we don't fight. I fight at him. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a brick wall sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I still am working on learning to respect that one, that, like, sometimes he needs to walk away. Yeah. And I need to chill. And, yeah. like not expect that he is on the exact same wavelength as me but then you've got to come back together yes that's the thing and we always do yeah it's just i tend to push him harder than i should probably well you don't get to don't make that like you don't don't get to make that decision like you're pushing him and maybe you think you're pushing him too hard but maybe it's what he needs and he's got to be yeah. able to like decide that for himself. I think we're working on that together kind yeah. of simultaneously apart. Yeah. If that makes sense. But um this one sounds kind of trivial in comparison, but I think honestly one of the biggest things that we have been working on is like Ben's a gamer. I like to go to bed early. Dude. And he likes to be up Dude. late at night. Michael Lyle, are you hearing this? <laughs> are you hearing this? Because this is directly at you. Go ahead, Abby. <laughs> Rip him to shreds. No, 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 no. Actually, the opposite. So early in our relationship, like in college, yeah. when I would stay over at his place, it would be like a, you're coming to bed with me. Yeah. Like if there was a party at his apartment, because his place was always the place where people gathered. Yeah. If people were over, I was like, too bad. Like, I'm going to bed, so you're going to bed. And it was not, like, we got into a lot of fights about that. And it took me a really long time to understand that, like, gaming was really important to him. Not just as, like, a source of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Not as something to just, like, chase the boredom away. It's how he connected with people who weren't around. And even who people who (sighs) were around. Like, and I had a lot of trouble understanding that yeah and i still do sometimes because sometimes like the random joe schmo will jump into their group and later i find out like i do not like them because of ideological differences yeah (laughs) and i'm like why are you around this person Mm -hmm. and that's like a whole other conversation but it took me a really really long time to understand like this is actually a part of ben's life that is important to him yeah and so me just being like but I want to go to sleep. Like, yeah. that's not fair. And, like, I can... I'm a big girl. I can fall asleep by myself. You know? <laughs> like, there's no need. Have you worked out, like, a schedule? Yeah. When we... So, we moved in together two weeks before we both got COVID. Yikes. So, we had two weeks where, like, I was working. He was working from home. And then, like, we were moving in. And my... One of my best friend's weddings happened, and then all of a sudden, I got COVID, and we were... This was, like, March 2020, and we were inside for... At that point, it was three-week quarantine, and then about... I want to say... So, I lost my sense of smell, like, the day before all of those articles came out, Mm -hmm. being like, hey, this is a symptom. So, I was like, ha, 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 what a weird thing to happen. And then, like, the next day, I was like, I don't know. Terrifying. Meanwhile, Ben was like, it's just allergies. I'm not allergic to anything. Never have been. So, no, it was not allergies. And then two weeks after I had lost my sense of smell, Ben lost his 
And he was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Listen, you know, overreact. The life of a white man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we were inside a tiny apartment living together for the first time for five weeks straight, not allowed to see anyone else. Gosh. And so at that point in time, it was, I mean, it was a real tester on our relationship. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm super glad we made it through it. But um, at the time, I was like, okay, we're going to compromise. You can have three nights a week mm-hmm. that you game, but I get a veto that I can use anytime once a week. So okay. if you say, I want to play tonight, and I'm like, I I need emotional support. I yeah. want to sit down and watch a movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I get that veto, but I only get one a week, and you get to choose the days you're doing this. Okay. And that worked really well when we were living in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now we live in a house, and he has a whole separate room he can do that. And I think because we set that boundary kind of together, we, like, decided on that guideline together. Yeah. It ceased to be a problem, even mm-hmm. if it was more than that or less than that. Like, we haven't argued about that since probably March 2020. That's so good. Which is crazy because it was a real strain on our relationship for a while. Oh yeah. It, I mean, we've, I, I think I didn't even think about the fact that like, it's really much, it's really been just like a Michael thing. Like he decides when he plays, he decides like when he's, you know, absent, I guess. And then like when we had the baby, that was like a huge Mm. fight of like, why do you always want to be on here? Why is this a thing? Like I just, I don't know. So now I just don't say anything. And now he really only plays Monday and Wednesday night, like Guild, whatever. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, League of Legends, is it? World of Warcraft? One of those. Probably. And then, I don't freaking know. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, that's like a huge boundary. Like, if he tries to play it on a night that's not Monday or Wednesdays, I'm like, no, dude, that's not fair. Like, I think also because I didn't have a hobby up until Mm. I started this podcast. So I didn't know what that felt like. And then the same thing of like him connecting with people that aren't around. And I think it's like really hard because he's the first one in like any of his groups to have a kid. And so like he doesn't get to be connected in that sense of like a dad group or something. And so like I've had to like learn how to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like a... Well, I think it also... A point of contention. That started... So, at some point during college, I decided that I was going to set boundaries hard. Yeah. And, like, I cut people out of my life that I didn't like anymore. And Mm -hmm. I said how I felt toward people. And, like, there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. There's definitely validity to doing that. But I think that it was, like... When I was in high school and the beginning of college, I didn't know how to set boundaries, period. Yeah. So I went through this, like, metamorphosis and decided I'm going to be really aggressive with this. And now it's about me and it's about healing me and I'm going to do all these things for myself. Well, and and it comes off as, like, a selfish personal vendetta situation of, like, what did I do to you? Right. Yeah. And I, I hope that it didn't come off that way to individuals i, I think did. that it i hoped de- it did because i did that <laughs> leaving my school well, there were some people yeah that i definitely was like i'm not just saying you're out of my life because no. i'm saying that like mm-hmm. there were some people that there was a need for yeah. them to be gone but i think that i 
was very me, me, me yeah. for a while. And again, there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. It can be a really good thing. And I think it was a good thing for me. But then I had to kind of ease myself back Yeah. as I went. And I think that being with Ben has helped me realize that and helped me like relearn how to be a person around people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think the pandemic did that too because oh, I got yeah. to take space and like... Take a pandemic pause. was not a good thing. It was terrible for a lot of people. Yeah. But like there was, you know, a silver lining that well, you and could I think choose that, to take. I think that so many people did that. Yeah. And yes, that does show like our privilege in that. Mm-hmm. But I did too, you know, like I took that pause and I was so grateful for it because I was like, we're literally allowed to just sit here. Like everyone is doing it. So it's okay kind of right. situation. And I was like, am I just going to sit here and do nothing or am I going to work on myself? Right. And like that, I mean, that helped a ton with my boundaries for everyone. And then like in therapy, I think we started talking about boundaries and like there sometimes is a timeline for boundaries and sometimes you don't need them anymore because they served their purpose. And that's, that was last summer when I texted, you know what I mean? Like it was one of those things of like okay this boundary protected my heart and it helped me grow and yes there's still pain and yes there's still hurt but more than anything now I want to see what an adult relationship looks like for us because what we've said before is you helped me bloom in a way that nobody else had before and there was so much validity and like just like this feeling of like she's helping shape who I am Mm -hmm. feeling at 17. You have no idea what that feeling is. You're just like, well, I'm obsessed with her. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. But then like looking back and being like, there's a reason why I am this way or there are reasons why I like these things. And it's like, why would I not want to have a new healthy relationship with that person? Mm -hmm. Because especially now with Eli Lilly, I'm like, I want I want you to see what it looks like for your mom to be happy around people and to be loved in like a good way. Mm-hmm. And like I think that was one of the biggest things was learning that boundaries have timelines. Yeah, and and there's a difference between like a person being a part of your life and helping you grow in a certain way and then outlasting their timeline do you know what yes. I mean like mm-hmm. like you can grow past a yeah. person you can grow out of a person you can grow apart from a person and it doesn't have to be ugly it's just exactly yeah but I do think that for us like even in our time apart there was always regret there there was Absolutely. always like I want to come back to this it was like bookmarked yeah you know and there have definitely been people where I was like I love you I wish you the best but we're not each other's people anymore yeah but I never felt that way toward you and but I also knew that like there was like some ugliness kind of at the beginning but then that was that and then we like weren't communicating but I didn't feel this like brick wall boundary Mm -hmm. there was never that for me I mean like maybe for like a day yeah I think for me it was more of like a I'm gonna put this I guess, and this is, like, corny because Ben climbs, but, like, I'm going to put this rock climbing wall up, and if you guys, like, care enough, you'll, like, make it up. And then, like, nobody did. And I was like, okay, does that mean that they don't care, or does that mean that I need to put this down, and Mm -hmm. then things will work out? Well, that is something 
also like when I was in my me, me, me time, when I was setting those hard boundaries, yeah. I was like, well, if people care enough about me, they'll put the effort in. And it's yeah. like you, it, a relationship is not and can never be one-sided. Yeah. You both have to put work in. And, you know, if you say goodbye to someone, how do they know, even if they care about you, that you want them back in your life <laughs> if you don't tell them? Absolutely. So and I like, think that was, like, the biggest thing was, like, just, like, not even knowing or you not even knowing, like, what happened. I think that was, like, also, like, a shock. Like, I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I was hurt. I was crying. Nobody said anything. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's and, like, dude, like, so you've been blaming somebody for something that's not even their fault. Like, yeah. And I think like that was dual sided. Yeah. And I have been in that position with so many friendships in the past of like, there's a lack of communication, but especially when you're young, mm-hmm. you don't know how to communicate feelings. You don't know how well, to you talk don't be about embarrassed. that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, I get why a lot of friendships that were that are as intense as ours was fizzle out so hard oh yeah because like you want to only show your best self to the other person you never want to Mm -hmm. be vulnerable or be somebody who's like could possibly be seen as a disappointment or just that, like, that pressure of, like, oh, my gosh, Ashley and Abby, they're, like, so cool. They're blah, blah, blah. And then, like, us, like, reading way too hard into that. Yeah. And you're, like, yeah, we have to be the best of friends. We have to do this together. We have to be the, like, all popular soccer girls. Okay. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is a revelation I have had about myself recently, and it is the most embarrassing thing that Please I know about it. myself. Please. So, listener, get ready. <laughs> So, um, there's this film trope called the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, and if you don't know, this is a character who exists solely to teach, quote, the broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. And I would extend that for myself into all people. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was intensified with boys at that oh, yeah. age we loved but we loved the male attention yeah for sure yeah the male gaze is powerful um but i did i was not aware of this term at at, at the time mm-hmm. but a great example of this is like 500 days of summer summer's yeah. character um natalie portman's character in garden state these are like oh my god yeah i just watched yeah. garden state recently and i was like i'm so glad i didn't watch this in high school because this would have like changed me as a person it would have been bad yeah no but i I, like wanted to be this person who was like quirky and weird and interesting and an open book but nobody could figure me out and i like wanted to yeah Yeah. like and so i kind of cultivated my personality around that Mm -hmm. in unknowingly unknowingly but also sometimes intentionally like oh yeah well i think there's a difference between unknowingly and intentionally yeah, yeah 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 So there was, like, this... I was trying to create this, like, mystique. And I did that with my friendships, too. I wanted to be their person. I mm-hmm. wanted to be the person that they went to to be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the person that they went to to have fun with. I wanted yes. to, like, go dance in the rain and then have intense conversations in the car. and like be deep. Yeah, yeah. And while I still, like love those things i'm also like i'm a normal ass human yeah i'm, I'm boring pretty most average. of the time <laughs> and yeah. that's okay and that's good that's 
how I know that I've grown yes. is that I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I, when I look back at our relationship specifically, I think we were like competing to be the yes. the more like manic pixie dream girl to each other. Oh my gosh, it was exhausting. It but was we exhausting. did it. But we did it because we loved each other. We just didn't know how to say that and how to say like let's do this together or like let's just be Ashley and Abby separately not Ashley and Abby that's what I always felt that there was this like level of tension and not in a negative way not in like we were competing against each other but there was like a like we were like power like yeah. Do you, I don't... It I'm, was like a power couple. I'm like couple. pushing my knuckles together right now. You can't it was see like me. a power couple that was actually like shooting for the same thing, but wanted it for themselves, not for each other. Yeah. Like we helped each other get there, but like at the end it was like, nah, one of us has to win. Right. And we didn't even realize that. So then like when everything happened, I think it was like, in my head, I'm like, Abby won. Because, like, you know what I I felt the same way about you, Because, Because I think at the end of the day, it was one of those things where, for everyone listening who doesn't understand, I grew up with a group of boys from literally seventh grade up until senior year of high school. These were my boys. And they, like... I had this ownership over them that one, wasn't real, and two, that I had never actually communicated to them. I just maneuvered my life around them, but they didn't do the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest, that was the issue and right like then. the maturity gap at that age. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you you're not willing to, what do you mean you're not willing to drop everyone, including the girls that you're attracted to? Right. Not because I'm going to give you that romantic relationship, but because like, our relationship should mean more to you than, than mm-hmm. you know, some random girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was just so dumb of me. But also, like... But it's so real. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I don't want you to say that it's dumb. I, I don't just, want you to say that it's dumb. Because I, just I don't think it is. I think it's very, like, you were fucking 17 years well, old. And it was, like, one of those things. Someone. Yeah, like, and it was, like, one people. of those things of, like, we're going to be together forever. And, like, this group, no matter what, like, our kids are going to know each other. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be so intertwined in each other's life. And then it's, like, wait, there's another one of me in the group now. And then it's, like... I mean, we're both like alpha women. And sure. all of You're those- literally wearing a sweatshirt that says alpha right now. <laughs> literally. We are both alpha women. And those dorky boys, I know. still till this day, they're like, whoa, a strong, powerful woman. Hell yeah, I yeah. want to be around her. Hell yeah, I want her to tell me what to do and how to live my life and to give me all the adventures mm-hmm. because I don't know how to get to, you know, like to Eno River or something. Like. <laughs> Or, like, Raven Rock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, obviously they want to do those things, but they don't know how to do it for themselves. And so that's what my job was for so long. And then, like, you came into the group. And I was like, guys, look, it's Abby. Like, we're finally here all together. It's working out. And then they kind of decided for us, I felt like, which is, that's the part that's dumb to me. They decided for us that you were the new addition, There was, like, there was a shift that I don't even know if anyone involved was aware 
that that was the thing that was happening. Yes. I don't think I realized that. Yes. I think you realized I it. I did. Because you were very sensitive to that at the time. Yeah. But I and don't I think any like, of the boys realized. I definitely no, didn't. No. No one did. And instead of me saying, like, I want to figure out how to have this friendship, I was like, y'all, y'all don't love me anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, boys say dumb things like, you know, you're too hard to love right now or I'm like trying to be involved in somebody else's relationship or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then you spend the next five years because I'm a girl who is (laughs) hopelessly romantic and just ridiculous, (laughs) like being like, oh my gosh, this one boy said this one thing about me and that's now who I am. Well, that's like, I think that platonic relationships like everybody's like love is hard and yes relation like romantic relationships and love is hard it's work that's great but i genuinely believe that platonic relationships are harder and to me more important and i don't mean that like in a like oh my gosh like bye michael but i mean it in a sense of like it's 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 also it's also supposed to be the foundation of your romantic relationships exactly so if it's the foundation then that means it's more important because once that cracks once that trust is gone as a friend and you can't trust somebody as a friend how are you supposed to trust them as a spouse or as a lifelong partner right yeah and i i genuinely think that platonic relationships require so much more work because you're not in that connected space where you're sharing everything all Mm -hmm. the time and like you can get there i'm not saying that yeah all relationships are like this but like especially when you're younger your platonic relationships are not as intertwined emotionally and so it requires more work to explain how you're feeling rather Mm -hmm. than just like when you spend enough romantic time with a person they can kind of just read you yeah and that's really hard for friends yeah um and so i think that there was just so much that was necessary for those friendships to exist at that time. <laughs> yeah. That was never going to happen because it was us two who were like, at least I was in this like manic stage of life of like fresh off a breakup. There's new people. I'm going to be the most exciting version of myself that I have ever been. And they're going to love me and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then the boys were also like, they were just like, sure, go along for the ride. They Great. were like, wait, <laughs> girls exist that yeah. aren't Ashley. Because I definitely think that I was like off limits, I guess. Because if, mm. you know what I mean? Like, the it would make it really it, yeah. real. It would make it real that I was a girl. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, like, it was like, oh, my gosh, there's other girls. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, Ashley, invite them to this. Invite them to that. Invite them to this. And it's like okay and every time I did it I knew I was like okay here's more competition here's this and it's Mm. like Ashley why did you think like that (laughs) because if you hadn't you don't know what would have happened and I don't do the like what if situation but like it's just one of those things where it's like I hope that I teach Eli Lily not to do that Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel things but you need to communicate them yeah Because so much heartache can be avoided. You know what? I think my most important boundary of the last few years with myself, Hmm. I am not that important. Yeah. I am not that fucking important that people are going to be sitting there and thinking about me and what I said and my actions and what does it mean? Like, nobody cares. 
no and I don't, one cares. I don't mean that in like a you're not important because everyone is important to somebody and that's great. But like nobody gives a shit to the level that you give <laughs> yes. a shit. Agreed. And that is a really liberating feeling when you fully embrace it. Well, and it lets you go through life differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you're your own main character, but you're not the main character. Exactly. And I think that that was something that I had to, like, you know, kind of play with because also when I ended up going to Pepperdine, I surrounded myself around people who loved that part of me mm-hmm. that was, like, you know, the star of the show, the center of attention, that kind of thing. And so I was like, wait, I am the main character. <laughs> and then it's like, life happened. And it's like, no, you're not, girl. <laughs> like, sit down. Yeah. Like, give somebody else a chance to shine. And yeah. in that, you'll see that they do give you the, like, kudos of, like, this person, you know, Ashley made me feel so loved and so confident and those kinds of things. And that matters to me more now. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather be a reliable behind-the-scenes friend than, like, a let's post a picture on Instagram and let's go do the things yeah. and, like, let's do this. Like, and that's not how I used to be. That was another thing that actually kind of came out of being alone during the pandemic mm-hmm. is I stopped posting on yeah. social media as much. I mean, yeah. I, st- I still do occasionally, but, like... I realize when I hang out with friends and it's like the first time I've seen them in forever and we all look cute and we have great outfits on and whatever, we don't take pictures. Yeah. And part of me is like, I wish I had a picture to remember this. Yes. But there's also like freedom in just existing well, and, and then not it's like for a- somebody else's like value yeah. judgment on it. Well, and it's just so hard. Like I feel like it adds so much pressure to like the event. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, don't eat as much because we're going to take a picture afterwards. I can never not eat. So I'm like, well, this is how I look. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? And I think it's, like, so hard, like, just to know in the back of your mind, we have to take a picture after Mm -hmm. this so that, you know, like, this person, this person can know that we're, like, hanging out. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I I hate that. I hate that. But I, yeah, I think that, like, that level of expectation for yourself and for your Mm -hmm. friends and what your relationship is supposed to look like it's just i hope for everyone that that is something that they grow out of yes because when you look back at it Mm -hmm. it it feels so farcical those relationships don't feel nearly as real when it's like i have to show this off. well and it feels like it's so fun now to look at pictures. Like, I haven't shown you all the pictures that I have from high school. And I have more pictures from, like, our junior and senior year than I have of my baby. <laughs> and that's, like, like crazy. when we got smartphones. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's crazy to think about, like, just how much emphasis I put on, wait, stop this memory, stop this moment, we have to take a picture. And it's, like... Okay, and nobody ever was like, oh my gosh, Ashley, chill out. They were always like, yes, absolutely. Where do you want me to pose? How do you want me to do this? Who's going to be in the picture? And then like, I think it also, I felt like I affirmed myself by being in yearbook. Because I had to take the picture. And that's a whole other conversation. But like, I never thought about that. And then I was like, I literally did this for hours a day. Like for the yearbook. Of course I wanted pictures with everyone. Of course I wanted like... 
the most trendy, like, you know, I feel like sometimes we even went places, like, I don't want to name drop people, because, like, you know, (laughs) remember when we would go to, like, downtown Raleigh and do certain things with certain people because they had cameras? Yep. And it was like, we would never be here if this person didn't have a camera. Well, I was about to say, I feel like not just stop the moment to take a picture, but the moment was created around taking a picture. And And that's a terrible, like, I have tried to make sure that that is a boundary that I don't cross. mm -hmm. Like, when I find myself sometimes when there's, like, slow moments when I'm doing something with Eli Lilly that I'm like, of course I want to take this picture or like the first year of her life, life every first I took mm-hmm. a picture of, but I try not to just be like that yeah. mom who's like constantly taking pictures. Cause I'm like, I want to like feel this. I want to be in this moment. And that's helped me do that. Like across the board. I like so, that. Yeah. That's like, I don't know. Okay. Hardest thing you've had to remove and then, like, best thing you've been able to add. Mm. I feel like this kind of goes, like... Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, both of the things can be answered. I think... So this is kind of prefaced by the fact that I recently realized that I have anxiety and have had anxiety my whole life. But, like, it wasn't until the last few years that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a real thing that, like, deeply affects me. Um, and so... It's been kind of a building block on which I have started to put all of these boundary making Mm -hmm. like tools, tasks and things on Mm -hmm. so that I can, you know, largely so that I can not have a panic attack. Yeah. Um, And so I wouldn't say that it's been hard in terms of like I'm losing something, but just learning to let go of this expectation I had for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, we talked about journalism earlier. I thought I was going to be a journalist from the time I was nine years old. Yeah. And then I went to school for it. And I, by sophomore year, I knew I didn't want to do it. But I was like, I've been taking major classes every semester since I started college. I'm too deep. And then I was like, well, I'll go study abroad. I took only journalism classes abroad. Like, no fuck-off classes in Europe. I actually took journalism classes. Came back, did my internship, hated it. And then got a job, hated it. Lasted seven months, and that was longer than I thought I was going to be able to make it. And that's when, like, the anxiety really set in. So I was this person who... Well, it just manifested itself in a way you couldn't ignore anymore. Yes. And it was one of those things where I was such like, I identified myself as a career-driven person Mm -hmm. that I am going to be this thing. And... Couldn't be me, girl. (laughs) I, like, I, when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be an international conflict reporter. I will never get married. I will never have long-lasting relationships with people. It's just going to be me and my job. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, what I got my worth out of was being smart and being good at things and being, like, well-respected by people that didn't even know me personally. And so there was this, like, there was this aura around the achievement of it. And I was like, that's who I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And my therapist that I got while still in high point working for the paper said, you're a human being, not a human doing. And I say, that, yeah. I say that to myself every Hell single day. Yes. 
because I still, uh, this is the hardest thing for me, is letting go of this expectation that I have to do something to be someone. Or just to, like, be worthy of love. Exactly. You literally could sit here for the rest of your life and still be worthy of love. Right. Yeah. And and that has been a really difficult thing to learn, and I'm still having to tell myself that every day. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not great at accepting it, but I'm working on it. And so I would mm-hmm. say that is the hardest boundary I've had to set is, like, when I get good at something, I start to be like, oh, I'm attached, I'm attached, I'm like, this is my thing now. And I have to kind of back away and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, do you like it because you like it or do you like it because you're good at it? Oof. And so that's been really, really difficult for me to set that boundary to just stop and think. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily to stop doing it. Yeah. But to stop making my value. That's so hard. And and that's counterculture to what... (laughs) society tells us that we need to do you have to be productive you have to like fit in. but they even they even define what productivity looks Mm. like like why you know what i always wondered and this is so random but you know why are there magazines in the bathroom (laughs) are you telling me that i can't just sit here and pee or poop in peace you're telling me that my productivity has to be even here in this moment mm, of like you can't just be still you can't just be you have to and be then, doing something oh my gosh listen that's the title of this episode why are there magazines in the toilet i like it well, i guess not in the toilet <laughs> but on the toilet for you to read Sounds while you're using the, the toilet, toilet. <laughs> no but seriously at productivity i hate when people decide what that looks like for people yeah and it's, it's been a really hard thing for me to step away from it and be like, I mean, I still like had a conversation with Ben the other night in tears being like, I'm never going to accomplish anything because I'm not getting to where I thought I was going to yeah. be by the time I'm 20. This was right before my 25th birthday. So like quarter life crisis. Oh my gosh. There's, there's no way that if somebody told me where I was going to be at 25, would mm. I be like, yeah, totally for <laughs> sure. I'd be like, oh no, I'd still be living it up in New York City or mm-hmm. LA and doing the thing that I want to do and blah, 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 blah. Like, I definitely agree that yeah. I chose sport management because everyone my whole life said, like, you're good at soccer. And I was like, okay, so what does that mean? What am I going to do now? And then, like, I don't know, just kind of crazy. I just thought of that part in Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire when Moody, well, spoiler, fake Moody, is uh, <laughs> talking to Harry before the first task uh-huh. and he's like, play to your strengths. And Harry's like, I don't have any strengths. And he's like, you've got strengths if I say you do. And then he's like, okay, I'm flying and that's what I'm going to do for literally the rest of my life. <laughs> yep. But it's just like, Oh my gosh, that the whole pro- proto- t- blah, 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 productivity conversation is just so real and it hurts. Yeah, it sucks. Because then you have to go to work and oh you have to like be constantly moving and it's like, no, I need a break from the screen or I need to go do this or like, oh my gosh, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Okay, what, what was the other thing I asked you? Um, uh, the best, best thing, thing you've added. been able to add. I think it's the same answer. Yeah. It's it's really hard to remind myself of it, but it's a freeing 
concept yeah. that I can be whoever I want to be and that has nothing to do with how I spend my time. Yes. And that, again, I am not good at sticking to that. Mm-hmm. But it's a really beautiful thing to say, I am a person who cares about people. Mm-hmm. I am a person who like wants the world to be better. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to be on the front lines of a war. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. I, and I'm laughing, but like I totally get it. Like yeah. it's, it's it's very real. Yeah. And so it's and and like I can have a relationship with a person that I love and that like sitting down and mm-hmm. being with a person and like maybe one day getting married. I used to think of that as like a fatal flaw. Oh like, yeah. Ill. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you waste your time doing that mm-hmm. when you could be doing all these things? By yourself. By yourself. Yeah. Like, who wants to do yeah. that? And so, yeah, being able to be like, it's okay that I have kind of slowed down and settled into a place where I'm happy and comfortable. Yes. Like, that and has inherent value. Contentment is so much more important than happiness. Mm. If your needs are being met and you are content... That is so much more powerful than happiness Mm. because you have to wake up and choose to be happy every single day. Because like you said, there are so many things happening in the world and in your personal life and your relationships and your job that, that can rightfully tear you down, like be so valid and like, yes, this should like completely like handicap you in this moment. Mm -hmm. But if you're choosing to be happy, then that's a choice that you get to make every day. But there's an underlying note of contentment that like, no matter what happens, I still get to go home. I still have a car. I have, I still have food. Yeah. You, you allow yourself to be grateful for what you Mm -hmm. have while still feeling passionate about things that are bad. Like those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's like yeah, that's like my biggest thing is like that's a boundary that I've had it that I've had to add was like my parents taught us like the hustle mentality and you always have to be working and you always have to be doing something and I'm so grateful for them for that because mm-hmm. it does make me like work for what I want and for the things that you know that I have now but I I only focused on that and I never focused on the fact that they were content in every part of the, you know, Mm. ambitious goals they had. I never focused on that. I was always like, oh, they're always at work and they're always doing this thing. And I never like realized that they were, they were content. And then when I got married, it was like, we had a lot of financial setbacks right when we first got married. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm not happy. This is like terrible. I don't like this. Like, why am I struggling? I'm supposed to already be in a five bedroom house, like Mm. at 20, when did I get married? 22. And it's like, no girl, like relax, be content in this and always be working towards something. But like, also know that like, if you chose at the end of the day to like stop everything, are you still content? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was the biggest reason why I chose to start the podcast was like, I was working, but there was no outlet. I had no way to be creative. And, Mm. like, I think sometimes for me, creativity is defined by what other people are doing. So I'm like, oh, I'm not that creative. I don't know how to, like, 
do the calligraphy signs at Trader Joe's. I don't know how to make jewelry. I don't know how to make music. Like, there are things that I'm like, why is that a standard? Like, literally, if I just want to open up my laptop and talk to somebody on a microphone, that's being creative. Well, that is the funniest thing that, like, I am really good at being like, we need people in all of these careers. We need people who are good at all of the things. We need, like the value of a plumber is yes. the fucking same as somebody who is mm-hmm. a CEO of some tech yep. company. However, I'm over here like, well, I didn't like make the bed today, so I'm a terrible person. Like I can't take my own yeah. advice, which I didn't make the bed today. Listen, I have <laughs> such a hard time making the bed because to me, I'm like, hopefully I can take a nap. Doesn't really happen. But also, like, I feel like Michael doesn't care, so I'm like, I'm not gonna do something that I'm not appreciated in. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I'm so stupid. (laughs) Okay, last thing. Helpful tips Mm. for setting boundaries. Okay, you go first. Okay, the biggest thing I would say is um my therapist told me that in any relationship that I'm in, when someone starts um venting before they start trauma dumping Mm. that like little you know Mm -hmm. like transition to ask them am i listening or do you want a solution from me love that because i'm a fixer i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna fix all your problems this is how my mom is and i always get mad at her because i'm like don't talk yeah (laughs) i've had to learn how to just sit there and like sometimes i physically have to put my hands in my pockets and listen to somebody. But I think it's made me such a better friend. It's mm. made me such a better wife. I just, being able to sit there and listen and be like, this person trusts me enough to disclose this information to me. That is enough. I don't need to fix them. I don't need to fix this problem. And I think also just like understanding that boundaries, you said it in the beginning, boundaries are for other people from you. Mm. And at the end of the day, because it's from you, it benefits you the most. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, boundaries are so important. Mm -hmm. It's just, I guess, how you go about them. I love that. Yeah. I think mine's pretty similar. Um, I think my advice would be to try to consider the situation. Try to consider both all people Mm -hmm. in the situation when you are deciding what to do next. Yeah. Um, because, I don't, I'm, I'm going to put that a little bit differently. I would say, assume best intentions from people. Absolutely. Because that is that is a huge thing when you like start assuming that somebody's out to get you or mm-hmm. that they don't love you as much as you feel you deserve to be loved or whatever. Assume best intentions. But then acknowledge if you are not appreciated or taken care of Mm -hmm. in a situation acknowledge when a relationship is one-sided and that's kind of a really broad piece of advice because it takes a lot of work to get to that point but i think think that's prioritizing emotional safety is something that people just completely like just brush over yeah 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 i think just work on making sure that you're taken care of Mm -hmm. but also don't assume immediately that somebody doesn't care about you when something isn't going exactly your way Mm -hmm. 
You're not the main character. <laughs> That's my main take. You are one this. of many. You <laughs> don't matter as much as you think you do. Well, That's if you made it all say. the way, <laughs> if you made it this far, like, thank you for listening. Like, I feel, I'm so proud of myself for not crying. I don't feel I like I, you do. I feel like I didn't get to a point where I was like choked up or anything, but, um, thank moment. you. I saw it in your eyes. Okay. There was one. There was one. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I hope everybody goes out there and finds their happy ending, and that means that there are boundaries that exist. Amen, so, sister. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>